0: Reaching the fault lines of today. Welcome to Reform This with Dr. Zudi Jasser on the Blaze Radio Network. This is Dr. Zudi Jasser. Welcome back to another week, another podcast of Reform This on the Blaze Radio Network. It's always great to be with you. Thank you for joining me. I believe this is a -a one-of-a-kind podcast of an American Muslim that's ready, willing, able, and wanting to take on the global jihad to keep us strong, to keep us safe, to protect our national security. I realize that we have a Muslim problem that needs a Muslim solution. And before we get into all the news this week and the fronts of reform as together you and I try to breach that chasm between the Islamic world and the world of freedom, the world of liberty, I want to wish my Christian friends, brothers and sisters, a Merry Christmas. Yes, a blessed And Merry Christmas. Um, I know with all the talk year to year of the war on Christmas and uh, with all of the political correctness that just gets nauseating, I hope you can appreciate uh, these uh, wishings of good tidings and Yuletide joy from your faithful, humble Muslim correspondent. And uh, I know this is time with family and uh, time to be grateful to all that we have to be thankful in this country and the blessings that we have, as sometimes you wonder when that next act of random violence may strike someone close, someone we know, when you might be looking at that cell phone instead of looking up to see a vehicle running blindly through the sidewalks. This is the horror that we live in that continues to strike us, and we pray, each of us in our own faith, and our holidays bring our families together, that we have our health, our happiness, our security, and we have countries, a country like the United States of America, that protects us and gives us the strongest military, police force, and nation in the world to keep us free. And we each give back in some way to our communities. We each give back in some way to God Almighty to thank us. We thank him for all that we have. And on this Christmas, I hope that all of you, especially my Christian friends, have a blessed holiday. And all of the wishes, all of the wishes and uh, prayers that you have during the year are answered. So God bless and Merry Christmas. You know, last year at this time we were talking about the San Bernardino shootings, terrorist act, the heinous acts by the Salafi Diobandi militants in California, a couple who decided to kill 14 and injure over 30 and commit an act of terror for ISIS. And now a year later, again in that holiday season, we had a number of incidents this week. But most significant was the incident in Berlin, vehicular terror. We still, at the time I'm speaking to you, do not know who had committed initially, was thought to be a Pakistani refugee and then it was realized that his identifications did not match that which was in the car. And now they're turning, they've turned to a Tunisian who is on the lam. Could be any of the above. The bottom line is the new mantra that I might start using on this program, and I've used on Fox and other national networks, is that it's the global jihad, stupid. The global jihad doesn't matter if he's Syrian, Tunisian, Saudi, Pakistani, Iranian, German, French, American. The nation state that he happens or she happens to live in doesn't matter to these individuals. It's a global theopolitical ideology. It's a global mantra, a belief that they would die for anything and that they would die For the Islamic State. And when are we going to learn? When are we going to learn that you look for conventional weapons and they start using knives and vehicles? You look for those who are in cells and they break up into so called lone wolves? You look for those within communities and they spread apart? bottom line is, is no previous pattern can always be picked up, other than their ideology. Violent jihadists are non-violent jihadists before they become violent. And yet, our entire mantra is about countering violent extremism. That axis needs to change. That axis needs to become countering violent Islamism. I know we still haven't even identified specifically details of the perpetrator, but I guarantee you it's going to be that he was talking about jihad. He was traveling on websites that talked about the infidel, the Western secular atheists, the division of the world into Islam and the land of war al islam and Dar al harb and yet what was john kirby press statement from the assistant secretary of deputy Sp- uh, spokesperson for the bureau of public affairs of the state department two lines came up after the berlin attack It said we are deeply saddened by today's horrendous events at a christmas market in berlin Our thoughts and prayers are with the family members of those killed, and we hope for a speedy recovery for the many injured. The United States stands firmly with the German people during this time of national sadness, and we offer any support they may require. That is the statement, official statement from the State Department. How pathetic. Nothing about terrorism, let alone Islamism. The President has yet to even make a significant statement. will there uh, i, I th- this President is going to finish his second term with clearly no tipping point ever ever to tip him into saying that the House of Islam is going through a need a time of reform against theocracy, and we hear on CNN no, they were upset and flummoxed about. President-elect Trump's tweet, his simple tweet in which he said that the civilized world needs to take note. Yes, the Islamists are coming from a medieval world. The Islamists are theocrats. They're militant, barbaric theocrats who attacked Berlin christians in their christmas market because they were christian because they were free and the very recognition of that fact does not play into the hands of isis if that's the way nick christoph and other leftists and cnn and msnbc want to portray it it's easy to paint that image but the reality is As a Muslim, I hope if there's one thing you get from this program, it's that by identifying that that's the way they divide the world, and that's also the way the Saudis divide the world, that's the way the Iranian Islamic Republic divides the world, the Islamic Republic of Pakistan defines the world that way, the Muslim Brotherhood of Egypt divides the world that way so we have a major problem though the pseudo-caliphate of today the quasi-caliphate is the organization of Islamic cooperation, so no, when the left says don't feed into ISIS's narrative you're actually saying don't call the OIC what it is, the land of Islam and the rest is the land of war, that's the way they view it, they may call us their allies But at the end of the day, they see us as their enemies because we are not governed by Sharia law. And the militants, the militants are not just driven by psychotic illness, but their cauldrons that brew them are a supremacy, a supremacy that basically says that the West is evil, that the Jews and conspiracies of the world, that they get funneled and. Brainwashed by their state media from Egypt to Syria to Iran, Saudi Arabia, and Pakistan, tells them that those conspiracies are controlling them, that they're anti Islam and anti Muslim. It tells their citizens that if they question their governments in Saudi Arabia, they will be flogged for criticizing Islam. That is what we're fighting. So, yes, it is the global jihad, stupid. And yes, we do need to shift from countering violent extremism. To countering violent Islamism, and no one will be safe in Rome, Berlin, Paris, or Chicago, or New York, or Los Angeles, or Phoenix, unless Muslims begin to reform against this theocracy that feeds the division of the world. So the left can continue to say, "Oh, don't divide the world; you feed into ISIS." When in fact, it's already divided, and it is the the way to to treat our Muslim neighbors with tough love is to call it what they call it and then wake us up in the muslim community to actually deal with our supremacism problem once you call isis's definitions of us versus them a form of islam muslims will need to wake up and reform those ideas and until we wake up those reformation that reformation of ideas that we talk about in the Muslim reform movement will not happen. There's a continuum of radicalization or jihadization that happens. It can be monitored. It should be monitored. We should have been monitoring websites that are anti-Semitic, that are part of the Islamist mantra. And I think ultimately that's the only, you, you can't protect markets from vehicles that, Decide to, as Rumeya, the magazine of ISIS, told them back in July, told them, mow over people in large crowds with your trucks like ants. How can you prevent that? How do you know when a driver is all of a sudden going to become a militant if they don't have a record? Well, the way to prevent it is to begin monitoring Islamist ideas public. Footprints, public footprints, not violating their privacy, the citizens' privacy of ideas that might be unsympathetic to the state. No, but publicly, there are many Islamist sites that can be monitored and I think would keep us safer if they were. So when we come back, let's talk further. I'd like to spend some time talking further about what would a more secure Homeland Security operation look like? Under a Trump administration, under a more vigilant administration that calls it countering violent Islamism, what are the ideas that we can target and how do we face this global jihad? This is Zudi Jasser and I'll be right back. Reform this with Dr. Zudi Jasser. Breaching the fault lines of today, the Blaze Radio Network.